0: Teresa, why wasn't the melon able to run away with the banana? Why? Because he can't elope. It's (laughs) Svanners. Travis McElroy.
1: And I'm your wife
0: host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. I forgot the intro for a second. <laughs> just for, just for a second.
1: Hello, dear. It did sound like you had forgotten if you were my husband or not.
0: No, I forgot if I was the host or not. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I needed a, a bit of a rolling start there. <laughs> I didn't get it. You know, just not, I'm just firing on half cylinders. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um... How's everybody doing? Well, pause. Let the audience answer. Uh-huh. You in the back. How are you? Okay, great. Um, So, Teresa, I have a question for you. Okay. This episode is about like eloping, elopements.
1: Yes, it elopal. is. Elopal. It is a, a segment in our never-ending uh quest to cover all things wedding.
0: Okay, that was my question. Yes. My, uh, this is, right? This is going to yes. fall in our wedding series. It is. Now, we were talking before we started recording, and when we put the call out for questions, we got a lot of people asking what I thought was a pretty simple question that I, my response to was, we'll probably cover that in the show, don't you think? Which was, what is eloping? And right. then you were telling me, and you could take it from here, There are... and go.
1: <laughs> so there, I think that there's a scale. And at one end, at one end, there is elope, mm-hmm. and then at the very, very other end, there is wedding, like five years in the making, right? Okay. And within this scale, there is uh, elopement of just the the betrothed, uh, plus or maybe plus witnesses, or maybe plus family, or maybe secret wedding. Or maybe very tiny wedding, or maybe destination tiny wedding, maybe destination medium-sized wedding, like all of this stuff. So like, so like, let's, let's use a very common example. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. That's
0: what I was going to say, because I always think of it. they elope? I always think of eloping, elopement. I assumed that it was a word for a secret marriage, right? That now we use to describe many different circumstances. But the original intention was supposed to be people running away together to get married.
1: But did Romeo and Juliet run away? They I mean, did not. Well, no, they were married in Juliet's family's church by Friar Lawrence.
0: But they did. She did escape from her house. They made arrangements. But to then run she to the went church.
1: but then she went back to her house.
0: Okay, so maybe not running away. Maybe that is not the right term. Maybe it's more like without parents' permission.
1: Okay, they didn't have the parents' permission, but the nurse knew.
0: Yeah, but nurse wasn't the parent. I'm saying it's not like it was all... I'm thinking of that there was a time where marriages were, as we've talked about before, like business deals, right? Where it was like you didn't marry so much for love, though that might be an element of it. It was more like, not necessarily arranged marriage, but the pa- the marriages were planned and arranged. Mm-hmm. And so I was assumed that an elopement was something that happened outside of those bounds. So it was like, well, I met this person and I love them, but my parents don't want me to marry them. So, so then
1: what's the difference between an elopement and a secret wedding?
0: I see. I've always thought of it. as the same. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm, the original intention. I'm going to posit okay. that
1: an elopement requires uh going somewhere else Mm,
0: so to another
1: town another place whereas romeo and juliet did not quite elope they just got married in their town in
0: secret okay so here's okay hi everybody this is a weird intro for the show but as long as we're defining terms i think i'm thinking in two different versions i'm thinking both the original intention of the word, and the modern-day usage of it. So now I think of the modern-day usage of it as not a big planned event. Okay. I think the original intention of it was secret marriage.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I don't agree. Okay.
0: But it's interesting. It's interesting. I'll take that. That's better than I could have hoped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing I'd like to talk about is I would like to talk about a very small village called Gretna Green. Okay. Have you heard of this place? No. It's a place... Oh, well. (laughs) There are many places I haven't heard of. (laughs) I had heard of this place even before I researched elopement. Thank you very much. From all of my British documentary Uh, watching. Of course, okay. So, uh, Gretna Green is a small Scottish village. Its population is about 2,700, but it's about two miles uh, past the border between England and Scotland. Oh, okay. So... Um, It has been like a central hotspot for elopement, you know, English elopements since the 18th century.
0: Are they not allowed to get married in England?
1: Well, there was a long time ago, so a long time where English laws prevented people um, under 21 Uh marrying without parents' permission. Okay, But in Scotland, it was permitted for girls from the age of 12 and boys age 14 or older. Um, In addition, in Scotland, anyone could marry you by, quote, declaration. And I couldn't find exactly what a declaration consists of. We the people. (laughs) But this... This actually contributes to the kind of lore of the area of Gretna Green, where the blacksmiths do marriage ceremonies instead of clergy.
0: Okay, let's just go on the record right here and say, I don't think 12 and 14 year olds should marry. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead. This was a different time, but I'm just going to go ahead and put that on record. 12, 14-year-olds should not be married. It is interesting, though, now that I say that, to think about the reverse of it, that we're talking about, what, you said the 17th, 18th century? 18th century, so mm-hmm. 1700s. To think about during that time, people under 21 couldn't get married without parents' without permission. Without parent permission. Oh, okay. Right. I was going to say, for the time period, that feels old to be getting married, but you are saying without parents' permission. Without per- gotcha, parent's gotcha,
1: gotcha. permission. Okay. Right. But see,
0: once again, to your point, as we continue our discussion about what does eloping mean, I realized that they would then have to run away to somewhere, but that was for legal reasons, not because they were running away. You know what I mean? Like, they had to go to a different country to get married because they couldn't get married in England, not because they were running away from their families.
1: Well, but they they could get married in England at that age if their parents said they could. Mm. So, like... I think that there's an element of parental consent not granted. Okay. Right? So if we're 16, like Romeo and Juliet, wasn't she 14?
0: She was young. 13, 14? Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, and we want to get married and our parents say no, then we have to go somewhere else because at that time in England, and they were in Verona, this whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) This okay. whole thing like disintegrates quite quickly. But anyway, uh, you would have they would have to go to Scotland, away from their parents in secret, but somewhere else because mm-hmm. okay. of the law. Um. So one blacksmith wrote in the Times in eighteen forty three, specifying that he alone had performed thirty five hundred marriages in the town over twenty five years.
0: Okay. Wait. Some quick math. Okay. 3,500 um, divided by 25. Okay, right there. All right. So that's a hu- 140 marriages a year. So that's like, okay, now 140 divided <laughs> by 365. So that was about 0. 0.4 marriages a day. So that was basically like a marriage every two days, more or less, every two and a half days. So That's every, <laughs> every, well, do sixty hours you're performing a marriage.
1: You don't get much uh, blacksmithing done, in no, there, do you? right?
0: Or maybe he would just stand in the middle of a big crowd and be like, "And you're married, and you're married, <laughs> and you're married." I declare it.
1: Uh, Over the years, lots of attempts have been made to kind of quiet this phenomenon here. In 1856, an act was introduced to require a cooling off period of 21 days residency uh, within the parish in which the couple wished to marry in.
0: That does make sense, because here's the thing. I have, let's get this out of the way now, I have nothing against elopement. Um, But I do think that especially when we're talking about 12 and 14 year olds, that there probably needed to be some like, okay, cool. Once you get here, I also want to take some time to get to know you before I just marry you outright. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Sure. I but, mean, it probably helps the marriages be a little happier and stay together if you have to live. I mean.
0: I'm just, I'm I, just talking about like if you roll up and it's like some 30-year-old dude and some 12-year-old girl and it's like, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want to get to know what's going on here before I sign off on this.
1: And yet, still, I don't think that that is really what was... The, quote, the cooling off period was four because he had to establish residency. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably just to keep people from getting married without their parents' consent.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was enough to, like, give it time for people to roll up. I also imagine.
1: Maybe somebody to find you if yeah, you have been right? stolen away.
0: I yeah. also think that, like, if you're living in Gretna Green and somebody's just, like, popping in, getting married and leaving, you're like, hey, whoa, 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 stick around. Check out <laughs> our market, our gardens. Wouldn't you love to live here? Well, you have to if you want to get married here.
1: So by 1940, uh, the institution of marriage by declaration was no more in Scotland. Um, And then in 1977... Now it was marriage by combat. (laughs) And then in 1977, the law was changed in England as well, where couples could get married without parental consent at 18.
0: A fine age.
1: So although the laws have been updated and changed, it's interesting to me that there still is a wee gap We gap in there. How Um, so? Well, marriage is legal at 16 in Scotland without parental consent, and it is still 18 in England and Wales. So um, even though you can't get married in a hurry in Gretna Green anymore, uh, you do need 15 days notice to marry in Scotland. There's no residency requirement anymore. So English couples can still get married there, you know, in about two weeks time.
0: Um, okay, so now this is why. Hmm, what about places here in America? Because I know like Vegas is a very right. popular.
1: Vegas is my next place. Get out
0: of my head. Or I guess I was in your head. Well, get out of each other's heads. Go on.
1: Um, Vegas is my next place. Okay. Because that's what comes to everybody's mind. But there's a third. Did you know?
0: Oh, wait. Can I guess? Niagara Falls. Nope. Ah, ah so Grand close. Grand Canyon. No. Nope. Rushmore. <laughs> Taj Mahal. Pyramids. <laughs> Carlsbad Caverns.
1: Elkton, Maryland.
0: Okay. I was never going to get there. <laughs> Why is that?
1: Uh, Well, because, again, it's a border town. Um. And it is close to Philadelphia, New York, and, you know, various places in New England. Um, So it it really came to fruition in like the 1920s, 1930s, when it was known as the elopement capital of the East Coast.
0: Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Centralia, right? Centralia, I believe, um, this might be apocryphal, but I've always understood it to be Centralia is... Between New York and D.C. Okay. And it's where the people that live in New York and D.C. Kind of meet in the middle. This is what I've been told. I don't know if this is true or not. Centralia, Pennsylvania. But it's kind of that deal, right? So it's close to New York. It's close to Philadelphia. It's close to all these things. So people go to Elkton to get away from whatever. And get well, they,
1: they did. Um, until eight, 1938. When, when f- Elkton disappeared. No. A 48-hour waiting period. Oh. Uh, so then that's when... Las Vegas became the new Gretna Green of America.
0: So what's the deal with Vegas that makes this? Is it how quickly you can get a marriage license? Are there different laws there?
1: Um, So there are a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is the the marriage licenses don't require a waiting period or a blood test. So very, very fast. And the Marriage License Bureau is open 24 hours a day, Friday and Saturday. Okay. It is open Sunday until midnight and 8 a.m. to midnight, Monday through Thursday.
0: I should say, I don't know what the blood test determines, and I don't know how I feel about the fact that they don't have one. Is that, is it good we or We didn't have or, to get a blood test. We didn't?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Okay. But how do I know if you have blood or not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. Just trust me. A okay. Wink. Well, <laughs> I, I, see, now I don't know. Uh, moreover, so not only is the the wedding bureau, the license bureau open, uh, a lot of chapels are also open 24 hours a day because mm-hmm. it's so it's just so gosh darn convenient. Okay. You can go and you can get it done. Uh, a lot of places recommend that you plan at least four hours because you never know how long the line is going to be at the the license bureau or at the chapel. Um, but that's if you go on like a Friday or a Saturday. It's weird. But to if talk you aren't getting this, married, like need a fast pass <laughs> I like know. you're going to Disney. <laughs> if you're getting married during the middle of the week, uh, one chapel the lines owner, are
0: shorter, and you can get a corn dog. And
1: one chapel owner said that uh, it's pretty much a walk-in
0: during the week, and, and then you can go get right on Space Mountain. <laughs> it's great. It's terrific.
1: You. Uh, sh- this uh, chapel owner also suggests that if you want a specific date, like New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day, or if you happen to be in the middle of convention season, because there are a fair few of uh, conventions that are in there during or that copper time. Or if Copperfield's in town, you know right. what I mean? you I was, know? That's going to slow
0: yeah. traffic way down.
1: That a lot of chapels will take um, reservations up to eight months in advance.
0: Mm. So it's 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 not that the laws are different. Well, they're slightly different there because you said like no waiting period, no blood test. But it seems more like Vegas has just built its whole marriage infrastructure to be a like fast wedding Mm -hmm. destination
1: to be a wedding destination, I would say. So although they're very famous for the elopements, the you know, quickie weddings. There's also a booming business. Six million dollars annually is spent in Las Vegas just in the wedding like trade.
0: Well, they do they do shows very well in Vegas. So <laughs> I assume that if you wanted to do a big event, like a big flashy wedding, Vegas is probably... It's uh, like a, a one-stop shop, yeah. basically.
1: Um, so if you... It doesn't really matter what size of wedding you want, whether it's like... You and your parents or, you know, a hundred friends that you want to fly out to Vegas, like they can pretty much accommodate anything there. And you can get married really anywhere you'd like from the courthouse to like in front of the Bellagio.
0: Now, you mentioned the courthouse. That was my next question, because Vegas isn't the only place you could do. uh, I I hate saying quickie wedding because it makes it it sounds so belittling, but like a fast wedding a spur wedding.
1: of the moment wedding sure. is I, that what you
0: let, I, let, let me think um how about uh compact condensed okay. wedding condensed, condensed wedding wedding, wedding pure a wedding <laughs> pure uh, so a condensed wedding you could do it at courthouses you could do it anywhere because basically all you need right is an officiant a license who could be a judge and a witness right right
1: um and you in some states you may not even need a witness okay um, but you do need in order for it to be legally binding, you do need a certificate, um, and someone to preside over it. And instead of whatever declaration means or meant in Scotland, I'm not quite sure if that meant you could Probably marry.
0: I now pronounce you man and wife. You if know you, you could I'm marry yourselves to each other. You can't. I, wait, can you officiate your own wedding? <gasps> That I don't would know. be wacky. Maybe uh, that's another. Uh, just jumping that's... back and forth between the podium and the spot. Do you? <laughs> I do. Um, Maybe
1: that's another uh, episode.
0: So let's talk now, modern day. Because so we talk about like people running away, 14, 12-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, there are many, not many. Not just
1: 14 and 12-year-olds. Did you know that Betsy Ross eloped?
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Good so, for her. so
1: did Clark Gable. Really? Yeah. Okay. So let me tell those stories real quick. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh. Uh, So Betsy Ross was raised a Quaker in Pennsylvania, and she was serving an apprenticeship as an upholsterer when she met and fell in love with John, who was Episcopalian.
0: Um, John, no last name given? No, Ross. Her
1: last name before she got married was Griscom.
0: I did think for a second that Betsy Ross had not changed her name of marriage. I was like, (laughs) how progressive (laughs) Betsy Ross.
1: Sorry. Uh. So she was pretty much um, ostracized from her church. They call it read out of the Quaker meeting house for marrying an Episcopalian.
0: Was that because they like read from a list? That was probably it, right? Probably. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure. And then uh, Clark Gable and uh, Carol Lombard got married in March of 1939. Um, So they uh, took a few days off from filming. Uh, I mean, Clark Gable did, filming Gone with the Wind. And uh, he and Lombard eloped in Kingsman, Arizona. So I'm betting that, okay. I'm sorry, excuse me, Kingman, Arizona. Kingsman's the movie. Kingsman's Um, the movie.
0: (laughs) um, So here, this actually brings me to the question I was going to ask, which is, so on the one hand, we have... Uh, church wouldn't allow it. Religion wouldn't allow it. Right. With Betsy Ross. And on the other hand, it sounds like the Car- Clark Gable, Carol Lumpard was like, we don't want to make a big production out of it. Right. We just want to get married. And Clark Gable being a huge movie star, it would have been a big, you know, to do if he had gotten married publicly. Right. So right. there are lots of reasons why one might elope or one might do a condensed wedding. Rather than just running away without parents' consent, right? Correct. So that's what I wanna But I
1: do think that there's an object of going somewhere else to do it. Sorry. See Sorry. this is where
0: this is where I think we're just gonna have to differ on this because I think like I I I okay. Let me clarify my mind. Okay. My mind palette. Let me dust my mind palette. <laughs> As Sherlock Holmes would say. So it seems to me that if you went and got married at a courthouse and didn't, like, tell anybody ahead of time, you could tell people you eloped. And I say that for economy of language, right? While it may not be the strictest definition of eloping because you didn't, like, travel to a different place and do it, if you did not want to say the whole sentence... Well, we didn't want to make a big production out of it, so we went to the courthouse and did that. I think you could just say, yeah, we eloped, and leave it there. And I wouldn't judge you for using the word eloped there.
1: I shall concede. Yes. I've done it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do agree with you when I think of eloping traditionally, if you want to, by strictest definition... I would think like you traveled somewhere and got married, but not a destination wedding.
1: Right. I mean, I think that that as far as that's concerned, eloping could be done in the next town. Like we could, if we were not yet married, we could drive to, let's say, Lexington and, and elope. Because which is only a two hour drive from here's the
0: Here's an element of eloping that I think we can both agree on for definition. There's an element in my mind that I cannot separate, which is I think in order to be an elopement, there has to be an element of we didn't want to wait. Absolutely. So I don't think you can plan an elopement months in advance. Like I don't think you could say "And nine months from now. We'll fly to Mexico City and elope. That's a destination wedding. Right. Okay. No matter how big it is. Yes, because you are planning to travel there and get married, even if you just take like your best friend. Right. Right.
1: But if we hopped in the car after lunch and said, let's get married in Lexington, and we just drove there two hours, I think that still counts.
0: Yes. Because it's spur of the moment and you're going, right? Right. But what if you hopped in the car and said, let's elope to the courthouse. And then you're traveling to the courthouse. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But so I, I think here's, I think, so let's try to nail down on this, right? There has to be an element of expediting. Okay. Right, of speed. There has to be an element of travel. Okay. We can debate. The distance of that off mic, <laughs> <laughs> and there has to be a certain element of secrecy.
1: Yes, but it's different from a secret wedding.
0: Yes, I, th- I, I think if you have an elopement, right, it's, it's. I think you can't call it an elopement if you announce ahead of time you were doing it. Okay, and, and I'm not saying like totally. you can't tell your parents or your friends or even if you like called a hundred friends and told them, but like if you put an announcement in the paper or on Facebook or tweeted about it or posted pictures on Instagram of you driving there to get married. I don't know if, well, maybe not driving there to get married, but if you posted a picture, like we're thinking about eloping (laughs) like "Mm, that, that mm, gray area there. Right. So those three things to some degree, maybe define elopement. And with that, I think it's time to do some thank you notes and, Some questions. You know. Yes, Teresa.
1: It's a little warm today, but I thought that there was fall in the
0: air. It's fall, y'all, as everyone (laughs) in the world says. Yeah, you know, we've definitely ha- started to have those chilly, uh, you know, around 7, 30, 8 p.m. Or like you wake up in the morning, there's fog outside and, you know, the ground is all dewy.
1: But, you know, what? I really enjoy fall, but it is a busy time. Yeah. We're starting on holiday season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like Halloween and Thanksgiving. Some and folks Christmas are going back to school. All kinds of stuff um, to keep you busy in fall. But yep. you know what? Sun Basket will prepare- turn back time and make it <laughs> no, summer again. No, no. Makes preparing uh, delicious meals easy uh, with seasonal ingredients, no matter how busy you are.
0: And what's really nice about it, um, maybe this is your first time you've heard about these subscription meal services, but here's the nice thing about it. It all comes to you in a box, everything you need. And what I love about Sun Basket is basically you get these separate bags, tear the bag open, everything's right there. Except
1: for the protein element.
0: Yeah, so that's separate, because they had to freeze it to get to you. Um, But it's right there, and you don't have to worry about anything. The instructions are super clear, super easy to follow, and you're not just making like out of the, this isn't like, you know, freeze dried, um, you know, easy mix stuff you might buy at the store.
1: A lot of these ingredients are organic. Or non-GMO. Um, they're all pre-measured, ready to go, except some, you know, like chopping of the veggies, right? And they've got meals to fit every lifestyle. So you can choose from paleo or gluten-free or vegetarian or even a breakfast option. And they also have family size
0: So right now you should go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners today and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S and get $35 off. sunbasket.com slash schmanners. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Scheer, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Chippa, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, and And many more. Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts.
1: Hey, readers! All of you bookworms Comic geeks Library junkies Literary fiction lovers Bibliophiles And nerds Want to get more out of your reading life? Listen to Reading Glasses I'm Bria Grant And I'm Mallory O'Mara We want to help you read better Join us every Thursday on Maximum Fun's new podcast While we talk about book culture and solve your reader problems Reading Glasses will teach you how to vanquish your to-be-read pile Connect with other readers And get more reading into your busy day No matter what you read or how you read it We'll, we'll
0: help, help you, you do, do it, it better. better. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, Teresa. Mm-hmm. We have some questions here. I'm ready. This first one is from Shannon. Uh, maybe Shannon Zah. I'm going to go with Shannon Zah because I like it. Um, Now, Shannon, I... Shannon Zah? Shannon Zah. I had to do a little bit of... Uh, editing because you did include a wordy dard, um. So I will explain where that comes. Why do my parents still give me brackets a hard time for eloping, mm-hmm. even though they were present for said eloping?
1: So this is something that I did seek out, and according to Anna Post, who uh, did an interview on the Washing- Washingtonian,
0: this is. Descendant of Emily Post? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Um, it's She is the great-granddaughter of Emily, and uh, they released a book, the Emily Post Institute and Anna released a book called Wedding Party, Smart Ideas for Stylish Parties, which is on my Amazon list. Um, We're already
0: married. Why do you need... Oh, I guess for the show. All right. That research. Makes okay, that makes sense.
1: So um, the thing is... Weddings are an important ceremony to a lot of people and it doesn't really seem to matter whether or not you invite those people to your elopement some feelings are going to get hurt and that that's something that you really need to consider when when you are weighing this option of elopement is is this is the hurt feelings something that you're will, willing to deal with you know, we've talked about this before where, you know, so much of a wedding is billed as your special day, but it it really is also a community event and people no matter what you do at your wedding want to partake in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and and I could also say now with our that we have a baby, like your parents probably from early days it's it's hard not to when you have a child not to kind of look to the future mm-hmm. and think about what that's going to be like. Oh, what's it going to be like the first her first day of school? What's it going to be like when he goes off to college? When what is it going to be like when they you know get go to the first prom or whatever whatever you want to say when they get their first job when they yeah hurt yeah. themselves? And I think there's probably a certain amount of over time expectation that builds up in a parent's head of like. And I'm going to make it the best day it can be. And I'm going to make sure it's so special. So I think that when you say to your parents, like, we're just going to elope, that there's probably a certain amount of like, but I've been thinking about this for decades. Right. You know?
1: There's an expectation to be a part of that.
0: And I also think that there's a certain amount of like, you're going to deal with some generational differences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of like, it used to be that a wedding was not only a community event, but also kind of a sim, like not just symbolically, but financially beginning of the young couple's life. Mm -hmm. So it was a chance for everybody to give them stuff they needed and give them money and kind of say like, you're an adult now, you're married.
1: Right. And that's actually one of the compromises that Anna suggests in this article. Uh, She says that in order to kind of mitigate these hurt feelings, it's a smart idea to plan a kind of reception uh, no later than two weeks after you have eloped. And she also suggests that even though maybe you elope to get rid of some of the rigmarole, it's probably a good idea to send out wedding announcements to your close friends and family so that people will know. I mean, and even she goes so far as to say immediately after or immediately before, you should call your family and fr- and you know select close friends and let them know you've done it, and then send out the wedding announcement. So, like timeline is close proximity to elopement, either right before or right after. Call your friends and family and let them know. Then plan a party for no later than two weeks later. Then send out announcements to uh, more distant friends and family.
0: And I would also say if. Because I imagine there are some people who elope specifically to avoid doing any kind of planning for reception. If that's something that's really important to your parents, then I think you can say to your parents, like, hey, listen, if if it's that important to you, I'm giving you permission to plan it and organize it and orchestrate it and I will be there. Um, but I don't want to have to do it. That's my whole reason for eloping. Um, yeah. So and
1: that I, might be a good way to make make parents or, you know. Family members feel involved when they when they maybe were not involved in the wedding ceremony.
0: Um, And I also think uh, another thing that we advocate a lot on the show, I think it's important if you're planning this or if there is some friction about it, express your actual thoughts and feelings and reasons for wanting to do it, because it's possible that. Someone from the outside looking in thinks, "Oh, they're just doing this because they just don't want it." They're they're so overwhelmed with stress that, of course, they would decide to elope because they're just freaking out.
1: I thought about it, <laughs> right?
0: Where it's like, no, 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 it's actually what I want. It's I'm not just doing it as a stress reaction mm-hmm. to planning a wedding. This is actually exactly what I want. Um, which leads to the next question when Tara asked, "Why is eloping so frowned upon?" And I think that that is why I think. One, as we've discussed, there's a certain history of, like, impulse and, you know, running away.
1: And without parent permission, so some sort of objection to a
0: marriage. And also, I think we can't ignore the fact that everyone is pretty much programmed from birth by advertisements and media that we need to spend a bunch of money on weddings and plan. It's a big to-do. I mean, watch a movie. How often is, like, they a small wedding wedding in a movie right even if the well, people it's are, a plot point usually
1: right. if there is a small wedding it's like a major plot point right
0: and so i think that there's a certain amount of like everyone's programmed to think well you only get so many big days in your life where you can really just go whole hog yeah it's and, considered a milestone I right think. and i think that that is part of consumerism here I, I i can't speak to other countries because i haven't lived there but here in the u.s a certain amount of like you're programmed that way the same with diamonds and wedding rings of like you have to buy a diamond if it's not a diamond it's not an engagement ring because you're programmed to spend money because that helps the economy um and so i think that there's a certain amount of like programming i oh, mean i feel like i'm uh, getting a little too anti-consumerism <laughs> oh, yeah I love America. There's
1: a certain expectation that our culture has has put out there. So I mean I we talked we did why. a whole
0: episode about who pays for what, you exactly. know what I mean? Like money is a big focus. So I think that when you say I just want to keep it simple, I think there's a certain amount of that that goes against what everyone thinks of when it comes to weddings. Right. Um, This next question is from Brandy. Brandy asks, would it be okay to have a post-elopement party? Like a couple weeks later, is that cheating?
1: It's absolutely not cheating. Um, But Anna does remind uh, the interviewer in this article about how um, you, since you didn't invite those people to your actual wedding, you can't expect them to give you gifts. So whereas it's kind of, you know, expected that a wedding that you give a gift for a wedding Um if you have an elopement and then a party that's not expected you I mean you can do whatever you want you can still put together a registry if you want to but it's not expected
0: I would like to give a piece of unsolicited advice here not from personal experience but from a friend who did this if you are going to have a small intimate super private tiny wedding right if you say for example This wedding was family, is family only. Don't then also invite a couple friends. Okay. Because if you want to have a small, intimate, secret, elopement, private, tiny, condensed, whatever, and you say no friends except these two, everyone else is going to say, wait, so... Why wasn't I wait? So why those two it? I think it builds a weird hierarchy structure. Hierarchy. Mm. Yes. Where if it's going to be family only, keep it family only. If it's going to be like we just needed witnesses, just keep it witnesses. You know what I mean? Set the boundary. Keep the boundary or expect that there will to have some kind of like interaction with anybody who wasn't invited who will say, so why wasn't I?
1: I think you can, there are always ways around this. I mean, if you say it was family only and then just a couple other people, that's that's rude, right? Yes. But if you say it was a very small wedding.
0: Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if you say like, we, we only had room for 10 people, right? That is different from it was family only, right? Right. So it's all in how you pitch it. Um, this next question is from Chris. If a relative elopes and you find out about it later, should you get them a gift or just send a congratulatory message?
1: Um, It's really up to you where uh, a gift is encouraged for a wedding. If they didn't invite you to their elopement, which we've, you know, hashed out, you probably aren't. Uh, It's up to you if you want to get them a gift. Um, I think that if they are a relative, it would be nice of you to do that because it's starting out on their life together. But uh, in no way are gifts expected. Congratulatory note would be very nice, though. Uh,
0: this question is from Kate. Is there a maid of honor, best man in elopements, or are the man, best man, maid of honor, just labeled as witnesses? Are there any bridal parties?
1: I, I would have to say um, that as far as, like, bridal parties in the way of, like, a group of people who are expected to throw your shower and bachelorette parties. Absolutely not. Um, because the, the part of the elopement that we both agree on is it's more spur of the moment than anything else. Um, and those parties, those type of parties, showers and and whatnot are preplanned in advance. So if you're going to get married spur of the moment, you can't really have those kind of parties. Uh, as far as best man, maid of honor type deal. Let's
0: just say best person. Best other person. Other person.
1: Other people. If in your state in America uh, or anywhere else, if it requires a witness, sure, I bet that you could take someone along, uh, but you could just as easily without hurt feelings have anyone else do it kind of wherever you are. Um,
0: That's the thing is, but the best person you know person of honor title is not legally binding right <laughs> so like if you want them there and you like if you've always pictured your best friend as being that person who's going to stand next to you when you get married yeah tell them they're your person of honor and bring them with you you know what i mean like i i don't know many places that are going to be like well this is highly unorthodox <laughs> like so much of that is something you just say to make you know, because you want that person there with you. So mm-hmm. if you want to do that, then do that. Yeah. Um, one more question here. This is from Olivia. This might sound goofy, but how to decide if eloping is right for you?
1: I don't think that the question is goofy. Um, but I I don't I don't know what kind of advice I could give you because it's so personal, uh, whether or not to elope. Um I think that as as far as what we've talked about hurt feelings i think that is something that you really do need to consider if eloping is is on your radar um how much your family and friends are really going to to be hurt by not being included in your ceremony that's that's definitely something um also i think that financial situation is something that should be taken into account. Um, if it really is going to break the bank for you to have the type of wedding, uh, that, that who, whoever society or your family or whatever puts pressure on you to have, then maybe an elopement, which is usually a lot less money is something that that should be considered.
0: I also think that the best course of action, as with most questions like this about a wedding, is talk to your partner. Like, you know, and partner is a good word there because I think that they are going to be a better judge of, of this than we are, of talking to them and saying, is this right for us? Because I think that there's a certain amount of like, I think there's a certain quality You know we said like expedition but i think a better way to phrase a more romantic way of phrasing it is i just can't stand not being married to you right now or i i don't understand why we're not already married you know that kind of thing that kind of feeling i i there's my personal mindset kind of tries to shy away from the idea of i just don't want to go to all the trouble Because that's just not who I am. But I could very much see that being a very reasonable mindset for somebody who's eloping. Like, just want to be married to you and nothing else matters. Like, that's fine.
1: Maybe if it's a a second or a third marriage.
0: Yeah. So there's lots of different elements. But really what it comes down to is I don't think you should ever do it if you're not comfortable with it. One, both because if it's not what you want, it's not what you want. But also because that's usually your brain's way of saying, like, "Mm, maybe we need to think about this a little bit more. Um, But yeah, if it feels right and if it's what you want.
1: And if you're willing to live with the consequences.
0: And when I say you, I I mean both of you, because I think if if one of the parties involved wants a special day with a big wedding and everyone invited and one doesn't, that's a discussion that needs to happen.
1: Right. But as we as we heard from earlier, there are people who are still getting flack for for the elopement.
0: Yep. Well, folks, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Schmanners. Um, We need to decide on a topic for next time. Let's think about it. Okay, we decided. Our next episode is going to be housewarming. Housewarming. So if you have any questions, you can tweet them at us, at Schmannerscast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S-C-A-S-T, um, and that will be coming out next week. If you want to check out the other Maximum Fun shows, you should go to MaximumFun.org. They're all great, highly recommend. We got a couple new ones on there. Who Shot Ya is a new one, uh, from Ricky Carmona, who you may remember it's a from movie Wham Bam Power. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, Reading Glasses is fairly new from Bria Grant. Um, and it's like a book club, you know, book nice. podcast um yeah so check those out let's see what else
1: well as always i want to say thank you to brent brentelfloss black for our theme music and that is available as a ringtone where those are sold thank you to kayla m wassell for our twitter uh avatar art and thank you to keely weiss photography for the banner of our facebook appreciation group schmanners fanners and you should join that on facebook if you want to talk to other people about etiquette
0: Uh, and i think that's going to do it for us join us again next week no rsvp required you've been listening to schmanners
1: manners. schmanners get it